Welcome to the Heart to Kill podcast, the official podcast of the Heart to Kill program, the world's leading program for driven individuals looking to gain direction and momentum, where we aim to break down the complex, multifaceted and holistic factors of human performance and optimization. Both on the program and on this podcast, we will be discussing and excavating everything pertaining to psychological resilience, physical robustness, and leading by example with discipline and tenacity to create a culture of winning, especially in the turbulent, frenetic, and high tempo world of the ambitious individual. This is Mark, the creator, senior DS, and head coach of the Heart of Kill program. Let's get stuck straight into it. So, in this episode of the podcast, I want to discuss self sabotage. I've pointed towards this topic in the latest episode of the, uh, the podcast series where we discussed vision and uh, the importance of creating that and ultimately ways in which that we can invert challenges and create mental models to really iterate a refined vision of what it is we aspire to do being achieved and then how we can backcast from that, how we can reverse engineer a strategy and then get moving forward to essentially create the life that we're capable of living. And in that, as I said, I pointed a couple of times towards self-sabotage and in this relatively succinct episode, I'm going to help you understand more about self-sabotage, essentially what it is, how it turns up and how it may be holding you back right now, as well as a couple of ways in which we can begin to want to overcome that. So the first thing I want to say is that self-sabotage is an enormous spectrum. It really is a huge panoramic. And what we're talking about here is, is concept rather than delving more into, you know, like pathological, pathological dysfunction of belief systems, etc. We're simply helping you identify chinks in your armor, kinks in your belief. I don't know if I should have said the word kinks. That might have been uh, misinterpreted, but take your minds out of the gut for a moment. But yeah, issues in your belief systems and how you're t- seeing the world that ultimately are holding you back and leading you to stand in your own way and block you from the success that ultimately you want and aspire to achieve. The first thing I'll say about self-sabotage and self-sabotaging behavior is that it's massively misunderstood. People often perceive that it's a conscious decision to sabotage oneself, to block oneself, to harm oneself in an effort to stop you from achieving the goal, the outcome, whatever it is. But I want to start by identifying it's not in the slightest a conscious decision to block yourself, to harm yourself or to to stop you from achieving something is actually an unconscious process that is happening to prevent you from harm, either physiological, but most often psychological and emotional. So when you understand that, you can begin to get a better picture and a better understanding of why and where it might turn up in our lives. And I'm going to go through some examples now of the most commonly seen instances of self-sabotage for you to kind of just either gravitate towards or gravitate away from because it's either turning up for you or it's not. What I would often say is that self-awareness is a work in progress. You do not simply arrive at self-awareness and become enlightened okay you have to continue revisiting that and just checking yourself checking your your thoughts checking your beliefs checking how you're turning up how you're behaving to see if there are any ways in which you're currently standing in your own way and we do that purposefully to uh, as we kind of refer to it in the program to see a better perspective to see a better vision and that's actually inspired by the great Gilbert Inoku who is the, the mental performance and mindset coach for the All Blacks and he says that in real situations of turmoil 
wall and pressure, whether it be on the pitch or in life, two people could be in exactly the same circumstance. Let's use the analogy of rugby because it's easy to access. You know, you're there, maybe 60 seconds left on the clock, you're level on the scoreboard, you need to get a score or you need to drop a, a penalty or a drop goal and all that's flashing through your through through your mind is, oh my God, this is a draw, we needed this to take the series, we're now going to lose, it's a failure, everyone at home is going to take the piss out of us, it's going to be all over the news, it's going to be the newspapers, my family here, I'm an embarrassment. You're thinking to that extent. Whereas someone else in the exact same situation could just be seeing a better picture and saying, right, we've got a full 60 seconds. All we need to do is get into the 22. Fucking, we can, we can slot a drop goal or we'll just keep punching, keep punching, keep punching. They're going to concede a penalty and we're getting fucking three points. We're fucking going home with the win, boys. What do we have to do to get into 22? So two people, exact same situation, are seeing better visions. And this is why we want to talk about self-sabotage and how it's turning up so that we can begin to see better pictures. And from better pictures, we can ultimately choose better decisions and then from better decisions we typically get better outcomes okay and self-sabotage if left unchecked in our lives which it is for for the vast majority of people typically backs us into a corner where every viable outcome every decision in front of us is not one we'd pick for ourselves or otherwise described as bad and then you know it begins it's not impossible to, to work your way out from there in fact uh, i've helped a great many people do that but it is you know a little bit of a lengthier process and it, it is something that has to be ap- approached appropriately and professionally and say right well this is where we're at let's take full response responsibility for the decisions that we've made for the outcomes we've created we're going to do something about it yes or no yeah then let's fucking get cracking let's break it down and let's work forward so talking about self-sabotage is a way to basically mitigate that and ensure that you are behaving in a way that's conducive with the man that you aspire to become and the goals you aspire to create so how does it turn up for us well more often than not it's informed by past kind of challenges let's use it that way so a great deal of individuals that we work with have you know been around a vicious cycle on more than one occasion and that can look something like deciding that you're frustrated with you know your current standards you're letting yourself down you're snoozing the alarm you're not giving it your best at work you feel sluggish and lethargic because you're baking you know bad choices with nutrition and that means that you also feel out of shape so you feel unhappy about that and because you feel out of shape you're a little bit conscious about going to the gym so you've not been going to the gym as much and then you think right fuck it enough's enough you get yourself a program and some like radical diet plan and you plug into that and you start working away and for the first two to four weeks it's fucking great you know um, although you're sore after training sessions body weight is dropping you feel lean you feel great everything's going really really well and then obviously the the chickens come home to roost you're in an enormous energy deficit you start to feel really strung out you can't think properly you're you're beyond the point of sore you're now actually wondering if you've got injuries and then you begin to kind of slowly slip away from the green line your behavior will have the green line and rightly fucking so you know, app templates and cookie cutters are not suitable for all about 99% of people so you know you can't sustain that level of effort intensity and behavior so you start to drop off And then you have a fuck it moment, which, you know, emotional decisions are always made very, very quickly. So when you made a decision really quickly to be like, fuck it, all the dominoes, that was an emotional decision um, aligned with the fact you just want comfort in that moment. You weren't handling the pressure particularly well. You do that and then begins a cascade of behaviors. You go, well, fuck it. It was a Friday night. I ate a pizza. Weekend's fucked now. I may as well have the weekend off and I'll start again on Monday. Monday comes around, you know, now you're self-deprecating, beating yourself up. And it's really quite emotionally painful because you tried really hard for four weeks, you know, maybe dropped 10 to 14 pounds of body fat you were feeling pretty good and now you feel like you've fucked it you've thrown it all away it's your fault this wouldn't have happened to somebody else and you know th- this is just the way it is this is you for life now and that's really quite painful you know you kind of track along for a period of months and you think you know what like i can do better than this i do want to be in good shape it is pissing me off it's time i did something and you spend a couple of days if not a couple of weeks searching for a new pdf for a new uh, program to buy to get into and then you're thinking about taking action 
and something blocks you. Something blocks you from taking action and something blocks you from committing to it. You find it very, very hard to commit to the new diet. You find it very, very hard to even allow yourself to dare to dream that you could get in great shape, that you could be fitter, you could be stronger. Why is that? Because you have now an informed experience that you're mistaking for evidence that it can't work for you. So what actually happened was that you used an inappropriate solution that asked for unsustainable change or rate of change and needed unsustainable behaviors for you and you had the expectation that it was gonna solve the problem once and for all. Ultimately, it was not congruent with your vision for yourself or how you currently live your life according to other responsibilities and priorities. So it was a square peg round hole and it wasn't right for you and ultimately you tested the hypothesis which is an act of courage in the first instance and the hypothesis did not yield the result that you anticipated okay that's cool you could if you're self-aware and you understand the concept of self-awareness and self-sabotage then be totally outspoken about that okay this is what happened i take responsibility now let's iterate and let's go again and you know we'll be close to it this time but that's not what happens for most people most people now use that flawed experience as evidence that diets are the devil they don't work for you that training is not something you can do and ultimately you ought not to really commit ever fully again because to try really hard and to come up short was painful. It was an experience you did not enjoy and therefore you're going to avoid it because it will be a threat to your identity and no one will grow into pain. So there were lessons to be taken from your unpleasant experience. However, often, if we're not aware of how self-sabotage works or self-awareness works, we're learning the wrong lesson, which influences how we see a process, which influences what we believe to be true when things aren't going our way. And for as long as that belief system now goes unchecked, it is going to stand in your way and it'll turn up as you standing in your own way. There are a massive volume of people who speak to me on a regular basis and saying, I want to get in better shape, uh, not because uh, I want, I'm obsessed with my aesthetics, but I just think my confidence would grow if I know I could consistently adhere to a program and you know get in great shape and, and just nail my nutrition down and have better discipline on that. And then, okay, why? have you not what i've tried in the past and it's always the same story and then they're ultimately standing in their own way they're doing things to avoid full commitment because to commit fully and to come up short hurts so they sabotage themselves and that is how self-sabotage works the same is true in professional spheres and settings too so let's pretend for a moment that you got offered a promotion that it'd be you and a couple of the guys from the office who have been you know looked at in an effort to go for a promotion you think right i really want that because i get a better company car and i fucking would love to drive that fucking whatever it is beamer it's like a 10 grand a year pay rise you know i get more responsibilities that i would enjoy doing i have greater autonomy so i don't have to you know kind of do what i'm told all the time I really want that i'm gonna go for it so you put in for it you work really hard for it and then they decide to go with somebody else now that again is enormously painful because you tried hard you worked for something you dreamed about it you were excited about it and it didn't happen for you in that circumstance there's typically two kind of ways that you can behave and respond there's number one and saying right i'm gonna i'm gonna sit with these emotions because it fucking hurt right I'm, I'm not gonna make any bones about it that hurt that really fucking hurt so i'm gonna go away and sit with it and say why did it hurt so much well it hurt because i tried and i gave it everything but in doing that was actually an act of courage and i thought that i had um, the prerequisite skills and I thought I had the experiences to do that but ultimately the company felt differently and they've gone with somebody else whether or not I agree with the decision that's the decision that's been made it is what it is so well if they feel they had experiences and resources outside of my current skill set what were they and what could I do to be building and getting better and improving so that next time I'm undeniable 
in in you know the acquisition of that of that new role what could i be doing better what can i do more of what do you do less of etc well maybe i should go and have some feedback about what they think they would like to see from me when this next promotion board comes up and we could do that option number two is we go away we feel dejected disheartened defeated we've taken it personally as a personal shortcoming and a failure we then turn to our unhelpful coping mechanisms to help us deal with the, the emotional stress of that whether that's going out and getting fucking blind drunk over the weekend eating loads of shitty food we then disengage from work and therein lies the problem we create a belief in that moment that to try hard means to fail and to experience rejection which is normally something that's hanging around from childhood for many of us to experience rejection and that we weren't good enough that's a common human neuroses that we were not good enough because we weren't doing x y and z so then our attitude changes at work the way in which we turn up changes at work we don't allow, allow ourselves to fully commit to a process we don't allow ourselves to enjoy the work because always there is that unconscious belief of well don't get too fucking keen mate like don't get too stuck in because you're never going to get promotions. There's no point even fucking trying. Calling sick on a Friday, who fucking gives a shit? And it changes our energy. It changes where we turn up and we're no longer being the best version of ourselves because our ego, our, our limiting beliefs are saying, look, if you try really hard, they're going to want you to promote and you won't get it and that will really fucking hurt. And this happens pretty much in every facet of life. This can happen in relationships and your workplace is really covered in your nutrition and your training really often that happens in training, in promotion cards, in people going for special forces selection. It happens so, 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 so often. And what you have to understand is that the thinking part of the brain is the smallest and most weak and underdeveloped part of the brain, like kind of neurologically speaking, that have underdeveloped accurate, but you kind of get what I was hinting towards there. Many of you might have seen a graphic where there's, uh, there's an iceberg and there's obviously the line of water and there's, there's a chunk of ice that's above the water, you know, a small pyramid of ice that's above the water. But as with the Titanic, the true danger, the true threat is under the, the surface of the water. And that thing is m fucking huge. It's, it's magnitude bigger than the bit of ice you can see above the waterline okay so the thing that's above the water that small bit of ice that is your thinking mind that is your conscious mind okay but it can only really deal with between between about five and seven bits of information at any one point in time the unconscious mind deals with seven million bits estimations say but between kind of like five and nine million bits of information at all times it's huge it's immeasurably powerful it is the most powerful supercomputer on earth and irrespective of what you think if it doesn't want something to happen then it's really not going to let it happen unless you improve your self-awareness so when we get this issue of you know the conscious mind battling with the unconscious mind know that your unconscious mind is typically always going to win so your job is not just to yield to it and roll over and say well fuck it must be fate but there's actually a very famous psychologist carl jung who said like words to this effect i might be bastardizing this somewhat unless you become aware of your subconscious then you're constantly going to self-sabotage yourself or stand in your own way and then you're going to chalk it up as fate. And it's absolutely true. If you keep getting the same perceived failures, if you keep coming up against the same roadblocks and challenges and standing in your own way, it's nothing to do with fate. It's nothing to do with anything external. It's just, it's your job and your role to begin to delve into that psyche and look at, well, what is it I truly inherently want? And have I communicated that to my thinking mind? And have I had that conversation with myself and found ways to align it? Have I done you know, a vision piece, as I spoke about in the form episode the previous episode have i done a vision piece and i haven't made sure that's in alignment with me and what it is i aspire to achieve because when you have uh, a vision or when you have kind of a quote-unquote spiritual goal that's big enough you will overcome absolutely 
any tactical failing in the shortcoming, you know, any perception of rejection or failure will just become feedback and a road bump in the pursuit of what it is you truly want. Whereas if you are letting your subconscious programming run the show, then you're going to come up against shortcomings, failures, setbacks, rejections over and over and over again. And it's actually, it's actually being caused by you. You're standing in your own way because there's a degree of dissonance between what you said you want and what you're actually aspiring to achieve according to your unconscious and that 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 word there dissonance is also a very very common one that we see quite frequently and, and this is how it most often shows up so let me know if it's if, if it resonates with you we get an awful amount of guys who are extraordinarily driven and determined and you know they're sort of early 30s to, to mid 40s in that kind of range bracket so they've achieved a degree of professional success that many many won't even be familiar with and they really have smashed their ass out and are doing incredible things because they dug in and grafted in their professional careers and domains through their 20s and their 30s and then they begin to think well what am i doing all this for like i really think i i want to spend more time with my family and i want to do more adventures and have more holidays and a little bit more freedom and you get back into training and pick up you know those hobbies that i haven't done for a while whether it's jujitsu or fucking golf whatever it is i really want to do more of that so the thinking mind is saying right let's deprioritize work ever so slightly in an effort we can lean more into our training having higher quality nutrition having a better relationship with the wife spend more time with the kids go on holidays do some adventures have more control over our time okay cool fantastic the unconscious mind however understands that for the longest time you put all of this importance on creating wealth because maybe you were brought up like i was in a household where the belief system would generally you know warm holidays are for drug dealers <laughs> that money doesn't grow on trees and that you work to or you live to work because you have to create resources for the people around you that's your job you are the breadwinner so you have to make money because if all without without money none of this fucking happens so your primary role is to, is to, to go and earn money come back to the present day it doesn't matter what you think you want that you want more time off more freedom etc your unconscious mind believes that your only value is in working harder to create resources and acquire stuff for your family so that they can have financial stability the kids can go to good universities you know that your wife can have whatever she wants and you're not living hand to mouth month to month whatever it is so then you're going to get this dissonance because you want to take more time off work but you've you're compelled to want to go to work you can't help yourself like you want to leave early on an evening but then you just oh, I'll just send this one more email or oh, just do one more phone call or oh, I'll just book this one meeting and that's how it turns up and that could be enormously frustrating because in that gap between what you was, what you want and what you're currently doing, frustration will occur because there's a discrepancy between your expectation and reality. And in that frustration, again, tends to come self-sabotaging behavior. It tends to come, well, fuck it, I can't do it. Uh, every time I try and, and take more time off, it doesn't work. You know, maybe I'm just, uh, I just love work too much. I'm a workaholic. And then we begin to label ourselves. So it becomes more problematic. And then because we're stressed, we go home and late on a Friday and we drink too much and we don't train the way we want over the weekend or we train to oblivion to distract ourselves from the fact that we're an easy with how we're currently living our life then it gets to monday we're exhausted so we over caffeinate rinse and repeat until eventually we burn out and that's a really really common situation scenario and one that we're enormously well equipped and very very experienced at being able to intercept and work with to take people towards what they actually want and it's never doing more it's often doing less better and when we do that because we increase their fulfillment we refill their energy vessels we give them purpose intentionality we hold them accountable ruthlessly accountable to what it is they actually want as well as and here's the important part helping them understand 
understand what beliefs they currently have about themselves that are not true and implanting new belief systems and new systems there, they go on to achieve exponentially more success in six to 12 months than they have maybe in, in 60 to 120 weeks prior to that. That's the power of really looking at the, the self-conscious, uh, sorry, the unconscious and self-sabotage. Now we understand that self-sabotage turns up by us standing in our own way and it does it to protect ourselves. And we understand ways in which it can turn up and we understand what cognitive distance is where it's like our thinking mind battling against the bigger chunk of our unconscious mind. So how can you begin to do something about that moving forwards? Often the case is we need to raise awareness. And one of the best ways to do that might sound like a bit of a platitude coming from me now is the old journal, okay? It's putting pen to paper because when you put pen to paper and you make it black and white, when it's on the paper, it's out of your mind and you've also made it real. So when you're thinking a certain thing, there's certain codes we want to look out for. There's certain hints that we've got generalizations coming through, okay? And when we look at self-sabotage and behavior, that's what it will generally do. It's gonna generalize stuff, it's gonna delete stuff, it's gonna distort stuff to fit in with the beliefs that you currently have. And they'll typically fall into two main categories. There'll be internal interferences, which you know is a perception that, that we can't do it and it's an, a, a you problem, or external interferences, which is you know logistical reasons as to why you can't do it. And you'll spot, the first thing you'll spot is generalizations. So when you're thinking to yourself, oh, this this always fucking happens, always. That is a generalization, okay? So if we're thinking that, well then write the question, what evidence do I have to the contrary? So if you think oh, every time I do a diet, I never get results, it always fails because of this, okay? Show me evidence to the contrary. Well, actually for the first two weeks, I was getting results. Okay, cool. And then when did it go wrong? And then we can pinpoint that and say, right, was it a you problem? Was it a behavioral problem? Or you know, was it actually something with the, the program or the diet itself, so to speak? And then we can begin to pinpoint things and we can begin to solve those on an individual basis. As you know, I'm a huge advocate for looking at the psychological above and beyond the logistical. Because if we go upstream and we solve it there, everything else tends to cascade into sequence and effect of what it is we actually want. So that's one of the first things you can do is look for generalizations. We're also looking for what's known as the three Ps. So generalization is the first one, which I know it is beginning with P, but it's called being pervasive. When we perceive that everything is at fault. Oh, this always happens to me. I can never do this. Or oh, everyone's going to think that. Those are generalizations. And when you spot that you realize it's probably not truthful so again get pen and paper out what evidence do i have to suggest this is not true or even what evidence do i have to suggest that it's true like show me some evidence that it's actually fucking true and often you don't have any it's simply a belief system and then ask well how would i feel and how would things be different if i chose to believe this instead so if i chose to believe not that diet plans never work for me but diet plans can work for me i haven't found the right one yet how would i feel then well i'd probably feel less deflated defeated and fucking more like just morbid and more inspired energized and motivated to go and find the right one so i'm going to start doing research about who might communicate and connect with me in the best way who's got experience and that's the most important thing who's got not just the education but who's got the experience of solving this level of problem with this type of person over and over and over again and has demonstrated that okay that person well, i'm going to reach out to them and i say well this is my problem how how could you help me? And there we go. We've created a solution. Exact same situation, but we've now removed self-sabotaging thought processes and we've gone action focused by identifying pervasive thoughts. So that's the first one is pervasive. The second one, your thoughts will normally become a little bit personal. It will normally be a perception that it's a you problem, that you fucked up and it's, it, this wouldn't be happening to other people. And this can normally be compounded when you add in social media. So you'll be there after an episode of self-sabotaging and you feel like shit about yourself and you're scrolling on social media and there's this guy that's 
fucking jacked. There's another guy that's fucking jacked. There's a chick that's super hot that you'll never be able to get because you're out of shape and I bet they have better sex than you have with your wife and all, all that sort of stuff. And I know I'm being quite close to the bone here. I'm doing it deliberately to get people to snap to attention rather than talking about the, the lukewarm, fucking beige, sloppy soup that most of the fitness industry is talking about that's not fucking helping you about diet plans and fucking carry the boats and all that fucking nonsense about the stuff that's actually going to help you based on the problems you're currently experiencing. So when you're scrolling through social media, you're deflating your own self-confidence and self-esteem and you're inflating the success of others and that just makes you feel like total shit like it's you you're the failure it works for everyone else but not for you so when you catch those thoughts that's the second p of it being personal you also know there is a flawed line of code in there there is a flawed line of thinking pen meets paper right what evidence do i have to suggest that i am lesser than any of these people and then what you can do is begin to build evidence so what wins have i got well i've got this job and i've got this career and i'm this kind of person and this is where confidence begins to enter the chat this is when you need a bank of evidence that you are who you say you are that you train in a certain way that you turn up for yourself and if you haven't got that yet well that's okay but you can fucking start today well i get up when i said i'm gonna get up and i trained when i said i'm gonna train and i ate the way i said i was gonna eat and you can start to build the fucking evidence and the third P that will turn up after you've gone through pervasive and permanent, uh, sorry, pervasive personal is then permanent. Are you thinking that it's a permanent problem? Oh, I'm so out of shape. I'm such a fucking loser. All these other people can do it and I can't. It always fails for me. And this is just the way it's going to be. Maybe I just need to accept this. Maybe this, I'll just be happy with what I've got. When it becomes permanent, you've got the full house. You've got bingo there. Those are three Ps that show you this is a self-sabotaging line of thought. These are interferences. These are not true. These are just belief systems that are leading you to stand in your own fucking way and this can be applied to anything i'm sorry they can turn up in any way so they can be internal like i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough um, i'm not old enough you know if you're in a, in, in a career whereby people are successful and they're typically a little bit later in their career i'm not old enough um people are going to think i'm stupid whatever which will just like stop you from being the best version of yourself and you'll disengage you'll pull back and then you'll create self um, fulfilling prophecies you think i'm too young and they all think i'm too young and i'm never going to get anywhere because of that so you stop turning up in the same way then you actually don't demonstrate the excellence and brilliance that got you that role in the first place then they actually don't think you're good enough so you get demoted or you get pushed out of that room that environment and you say i fucking knew this was going to happen this always happens to me and then it just creates this vicious cycle so when you think it's going to be permanent that's, that's the full house and now we've got information now we've got stuff to work on because those self-fulfilling prophecies they're dangerous <laughs> they know the word for them are dangerous when you perceive that you know what's going to happen that is going to fuck up and it's going to fail and you're going to stand your own way self-sabotaging behavior will stop you from going all in you will only dip your toe because you want to avoid getting hurt and because you haven't given the level of effort that's required for success in that endeavor then you don't get success in that endeavor which kind of proves your prophecy right of see i knew this wasn't going to happen i knew it wasn't going to work for me i knew i'm not good enough yada 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 and it just creates these vicious cycles over and over and over again so listening to this for some of you this will resonate for some of this will immediately plug in and this will click and this will identify with certain areas of your life where like fuck that makes so much sense that's why i've been going on in a cycle i'm gonna do something about it well hopefully you've taken confidence from this that it is clearly identifiable that we all have this perception that we're a delicate snowflake and that we're different and that we're embarrassed about our shortcomings and that we're failing and we should we should withhold that information and then someone like me will come along and you realize with all due respect you're a page in a fucking textbook and that's okay 
that's empowering because you're like, well, it's so common. It's so spoken about in this population of type A driven men that there has to be a solution. And you're fucking right, there is a solution. And this is what we do. This is what I perceive we're the best of the world at is bringing together real physical hardship by means of hard physical training and the challenges that places upon us and then bringing those lessons into your unconscious mind about who you are, what you can do, what you're capable of, how you can turn up in the world, what you're able to create and what happens if you have the courage to iterate and keep going forwards and the courage to mark your fucking target and go after it with everything that you are. What you can do being achieved is exponentially greater than you could ever conceptualize and that is what I perceive we're the best at the world in doing. So if you've listened to this and you've taken energy from it, I would genuinely love to hear it. Just send me a message, send me a comment, send me a dm whatever i would generally love to hear feedback from it equally if you're challenged by it if you're triggered by it and say this cunt doesn't know what he's fucking talking about i want to hear that because that also helps me it helps me grow it helps me to empower you and empower more people too so i look forward to hearing your feedback hope you enjoyed the episode and i'll speak to you again soon